Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sugarcoated with Carla, the podcast bringing you our guest perspectives on many interesting topics. And remember, this show brings you Any Topic Tuesdays and Sports Talk Wednesdays, where you can find a pre-recorded episode that will be uploaded at 6 a.m. on those two days. And remember, and I just want to give a reminder to all the listeners that any guest perspectives and opinions is in no way a reflection of the shows. And if you or anyone else would like to be a guest on the podcast, please email sugarcoatedwithcarla at gmail.com. And that's again, S-U-G-A-R-C-O-A-T-E-D-W-I-T-H-K-A-R-L-A at gmail.com. And with no further ado, let's get into the spectacular episode. All right, thank you. Um, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining this episode of Sugar Coated with Carla Sports Talk Wednesday. And I actually have a special guest with me today, and um, I'm always excited to have this guest because he's so knowledgeable when it comes to sports. He's well-rounded, and he knows like just about every sport, like from basketball, football. Uh, He might even know soccer, golf. I don't know, but I know he's well-rounded and he's very knowledgeable. So it's a pleasure to have you joining me today. And if you will, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, listeners. Once again, this is Teddy. And I'm I'm very, very happy to be on with Sugar Coated with Carla once again. All right, and thank you, Teddy, for joining me. I really do appreciate it because, like, you're just like, when I, I mean, you're awesome when it comes to sports. And um, so I just wanted to jump into the segment, and I'm glad you joined me to talk about the NCAA tournament. And um, I did an episode actually with Kyle on the tournament. And we touched on we touched on the parts of um, the officiating and things like that. If you know what what have we seen differently when it came to that? And I did discuss in that episode that I would be doing a segment with you, and you know, going away from the officiating part of it, I wanted to discuss with you some of the well. First of all, I want to get your predictions, which is very exciting. So I wanted to get your predictions with the final four and the championship game. So um, if you want to share that with me and the listeners, it's very interesting. Okay. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This, this tournament has been exciting. It's been mm-hmm. upsets, you know, from the very first day all the way up until last night where two number one seeds got knocked off in uh-huh. Gonzaga and Arizona. So as of as of right now, I would have to say my final four would be, uh, I really don't want to say this team because I really don't have too much love for them, but okay. it looks like Duke might end up in the final four. It, might, it looks like Duke might end up in the final four and then I would choose Villanova mm-hmm. and then the other the other two final four I would have to choose I'm going to go with my heart and say North Carolina and then the last final four participant I believe will be Kansas okay because they're the only number one seed left in the tournament right yeah I'm just right. amazed it's that the nice. other three got knocked off and 
I actually had Arizona going all the way and my bracket is just so destroyed. It's so disgusting to look at my bracket. I don't even want to look at it anymore. It's so disgusting. I think I'm in like the five million um, percentile. Like it's so, it's it's just, I, I can't even talk about that part <laughs> because it was like I was at 90 something percent and then I just dropped and dropped and I said, wait a minute, how in the world? And it just goes to show Teddy that when they say March Madness, it just really lives up to that hype because it's anybody's game and you only get one shining moment. That's it. That's it. That's it. The, 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 the great thing about the tournament is the best team doesn't always win because mm -hmm. like, if you look at the NBA, you get a four out of seven Right. No series, but but when it's one, when it's one and done, anything can happen on that given day. So if you if you're a great team and you don't bring your A game, mm -hmm. you're, you're going home. As we found out last night with, with Gonzaga and Arizona, who were yeah. I, I believe they were they were two of the heaviest favorites yeah. to, to win the championship, but 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 they they both got they both got beat. So you know, I had Gonzaga in my championship game. And I just said, oh my gosh. And I had Arizona. And I just was like, you know, how? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so when, of course, the sweetheart of the tournament um, is, is our, our St. Peter's from, from around our area. I mean, the, yeah. the, they, they're playing, per, they're playing Purdue tonight. I'm, 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 I'm definitely pulling for them. It's going to be another, another, tough task for them but yeah. they already beat Kentucky they already beat Kentucky who was who was one of the favorites also so right. if you beat Kentucky you can you can beat anybody so now see that's what I can. wanted to talk about though because I kind of when I looked at Kentucky I'm proud of St. Peter's and you know they had to beat Murray State but that's why I'm glad you brought that up because when I saw Kentucky the way they were placed by the NCAA tournament, you know, the committee, I didn't see Kentucky really as a number two seed. I'm being honest because I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't really buying into them. I just really saw them as like a four, to be honest, because we know that some seeds get higher and lower seeds sometimes because I didn't even see Davidson as a 12 seed. I really saw Davidson as like a number maybe six or seven, and I just kept saying, you know, poor Michigan State. I really thought that they were gonna beat Michigan State. But um, but I do still believe in, you know, St. Peter's, and I do see them as the Cinderella. But I also, when you mentioned the sweetheart of the tournament, I also see Miami kinda as a sweetheart too, because I didn't expect Miami to come in and go this far either. Yeah, yeah, my, Miami. They, they, their guard play has been has been tremendous. Um, the, the last team that they beat was also a number two seed, which was Auburn, and and Miami pretty much handled them with right. ease. So, uh, Miami, they're they're definitely they're definitely looking good. Um, we'll see mm -hmm. how they fare with Iowa State tonight. I, I I think that Miami can can definitely take Iowa State and move mm -hmm. on. And you know what else? Who else was a sleeper that really impressed me? Arkansas. I didn't know Arkansas when I saw them playing last night and how their whole 
They're a well-rounded team. They seem like they have great chemistry. I was very impressed. And when I heard the commentator saying that Gonzaga was going to be in trouble, I was like, wow. I didn't look at it like that. But once I saw the game, I was like, oh, wow. They are a very impressive team. You know, I wasn't really – I didn't even have them going far. I'm being honest. On my bracket, they were nowhere near um, going to the next rounds in my brackets. Well, Arkansas, they did they did pretty well in the SEC tournament, but what what really propelled them last night was they they said that they were looking at all the all the press clippings and all the media saying that they didn't have a chance against Gonzaga, mm-hmm. and they said that that really really riled them up and got them going. To, yeah. to take it to Gonzaga, so 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 they they use that as motivation, and they they definitely um they pretty much manhandle Gonzaga. And that and that helps a lot of times when everybody has you as the underdog because you really don't have nothing to lose. So right. you know the other team has more pressure. If somebody's not really counting you, you know if you don't have a lot of pressure on you, you have nothing to lose. And my take on like with St. Peter's. What I'm hoping, and this is just me, because I've experienced it, you know, growing up, because I actually used to go to a few of Shaheen Holloway's games when he played, you know, in high school for St. Patrick's and Elizabeth. And I had, you know, I, I used to read the paper with him and Tim Thomas. And it's so funny how the dynamics change. But I do like when he talked to in a press conference when they said, oh, you know, when they asked him, how does he feel about, you know, being pushed around and things like that? And he was like, no, my team does that. We're not intimidated by anybody. He said, I got players from New York and New Jersey. And I was so proud when he said that. He said, we don't get bullied. We do the bullying. Like, we push people around. And I was so glad, like, he answered that like in the way in which he did but one thing i just hope from this point moving forward is that i am on the bandwagon for saint peter's i'm not gonna lie i jumped on their bandwagon but i just want to i'm hoping that because more notoriety is being brought to the school and they're probably going to get a bigger platform now more you know investors and then they're going to probably have a bigger program bigger gym probably to be built um, and the coach, Shaheen Holloway, um, he'll probably get a bigger salary. Hopefully they can keep him there and um, other places don't start, you know, going after him um, to bring them to their school. Because then St. Peter's, I think they said their budget was like $7.5 million for their entire athletics department. But I'm hoping that now his salary, which was what they say, 266000 a year, um, per season, now they're going to have to probably match another school or come higher with the salary because they said that his third assistant coach wasn't even on the payroll. Wow. Now, now, now I, I read an interesting article earlier in the week um, that Coach K from Duke, he, he said that with, with St. Peter's you know, doing so well in a tournament that this is probably going to generate tens of million dollars right. for their school. Yeah, he said it's probably going to generate tens of millions of dollars. And I, I do believe, I, I would like to see Shaheen stay there, but mm-hmm. I really think that he's going to be, um, 
the top candidate for the Seton Hall job that just opened up, which which Seton Hall is his alma mater, and and I definitely think that he's gonna he's probably gonna take it. And you know what, Kyle mentioned something like that, like off the air, like outside of the podcast. And he said that he can see Shaheen Holloway leaving. And I said, but isn't that the whole reason for the recruiting process and people to, to you know, increase the um, athletics of the, you know, for the basketball part of it? Right. He's going to be the one who to recruit the people. Isn't he the reason why they want to come there because he is the coach? Or to put him maybe in a position to work in a department in the athletics, like overseeing the coaching staff. Because if he leaves, I feel that it defeats the whole purpose, which is why I said that I could see them reaching out, offering him a bigger salary and trying to match what another school will offer him, even though he has those ties for Seton Hall. Because actually the athletics director of the the athletics director for the St. Peter's department is actually he went from Seton Hall and he's over at St. Peter's now and he's the one who recruited Shaheen Holloway because when I was reading about that it said that those two were familiar and knew each other from the Seton Hall days wow well yeah it's really it's really it's really a tough decision because Definitely on one hand, you want him to stay at St. Peter's because he is the reason that, you know, that recruits would want to come there. And right. even with him leaving, it would be questionable if they will still want to come to St. Peter's. But then, you know, you have a bigger job right. at Seton Hall where, where, where it's, it's even more exposure. And more you know, they, they play in, they play in the big East. Yeah, they play in the big East. And, yeah. and, and, and he, and it's his alma mater. So it's really going to be a, a, an interesting decision because I think he's going to have to make it. I do believe he's yeah. going to have to make that decision. And that's really, that's what me and Kyle touched on because I said at one on one hand, you want to see growth for him. You want to see his, you know, his prospects and you want to see, you know, this is about his career, his chances to move up in the ranks, go to a bigger school and just establish himself in the same position as the coach K's and the, you know, the Dean's, the former, you know, Dean Smith, you know, and you have them um, Calipari who, like they said, his, his salary, like 8.75 million or 8.5 million exceeded the whole budget for the entire um, athletics department of St. Peter's and what Shaheen Holloway did was prove that this small program can be dreamers and we can we can take it to another level and I just believe that it was just you know I believe it was a blessing and by chance you know the way life is it all it takes is one chance to to where a, a blessing can happen and if had they not beat Kentucky, even though they made it to the Sweet 16, I mean, even though they made it to the, the 32, round 32 teams, I believe that they would have been long forgotten. You know what I mean? Had they not beat Kentucky, even though that their school program had gotten to the NCAA tournament. And I think they said it had been since 2011 or 2012, something like that, since they've gone to the NCAA tournament. I think it would have been one and done. Okay, wow, we're proud of what they've done, but they would have been forgotten. But now, since they did beat Kentucky, Kyla Perry, 
you know, because of who he is, that became the big story. How this man makes all this money and then you have this small program that's not even with a small budget. This coach doesn't even make that much money. And then that became the narrative that it is, you know, it is make you look differently into these smaller programs and say, why not take the talent? Let's let's give them a better gym. Let's give them more, you know, things to work with, more money. And more people will be willing to invest or more programs because they believe in them now. That's the way I looked at it from my perspective of it. I, I, I really I really like your perspective, but I, I definitely like your perspective. But I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Seton Hall is gonna come hard after Shaheen. So yeah. it's, it's gonna be his, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be his decision. Um, yeah, that's a hard one because it's like those players, you got not all his players are leaving and they look up to him as that, you know, guidance. And then that's going to be a tough decision for him to make. Like, do I make a money decision and do I go with my career? Because you know what? This is what not to get off topic, but it's amazing how things work in life because Shaheen actually this is how much I followed him back then. Um, when I would follow like how well he did. I noticed that through the years, the narrative would change because when he was on the, you know, All-American, the McDonald's All-American squad, right, the East versus right. the West. And when you look at the starting squad, it was Kobe Bryant. It was Shaheen Holloway. It was um, Jackson. What, what's, what's his name again? Steven Jackson? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Steven yeah. Jackson. And then you had Tim Thomas. And then I forgot the fifth person that was on the starting lineup. I don't remember the fifth now, person. Now, now if, if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say that Shaheen was the MVP of the McDonald's all Yes, game. yes, yes, he was. And he was, now when you look at the squad, everybody seemed like even Bibby was on, the Mike Bibby was on the other team. But when you look at a lot of those players, they went on to become you know, stars, athletes, they made it into the NBA. But I specifically remember reading about Shaheen Holloway. And I remember they say he was the number one player in the country and Tim Thomas was the number two player because um, Tim Thomas was playing with Patterson Catholic at the time and Shaheen was playing under coach Kevin Royal and he was playing for St. Patrick's Elizabeth. So then... When you looked at the dynamics, I remember even the recruiting. I remember the University of Cal coach coming because he had coach Jason Kidd. He came, flew to see Shaheen trying to recruit him there. Coach K from Duke came and wanted to recruit him. And I remember reading that he said when Shaheen went on the campus, they had signs posted up saying, please come to our school. And then Shaheen went with his heart. And you know what I remember him writing about? He said that if all players would keep the talent in New Jersey, he said there's no reason why we need to keep going out to these other programs and these other schools. If we keep our talent here in New Jersey, we can bring titles to New Jersey. 
And I remember he said he wanted to set the precedence for that. And he said that he believed that other people will follow suit and he picked Seton Hall. And he was hoping that Tim Thomas and the other players came and followed on board with him. And they didn't. And it broke my heart because Shaheen was on a team where he didn't have many A-list players. And he kind of fell into the, you know, he fell under the cracks because Seton Hall wasn't that good. They didn't make it far into the tournament. I think they made one time they went to the tournament, the NCAA tournament, and he was forgotten. And I remember I said, wow, that has to feel some kind of way that you were the number one prospect from high school. You did the thing from your heart. You wanted to, your heart was in the right place that you felt that let's bring a title home, guys. Don't leave. And then it's so funny and how ironic how it paid off in the end because of the heart he had. Look now in the ending part of it. All those players had their run. And they might have even went through their money. And now that the age they are now, 45, 46 years old, now you're going to do the right thing with your money. And now this is his payday. And no one would have probably ever seen this amazing thing happening for him, this amazing blessing. Now, now, now what, what Shaheen wanted to do back back in the day when he went to Seton Hall, it can come full circle mm-hmm. if he if let's say he takes the Seton Hall coaching job and and he's the one that starts the big movement of keeping these kids in New Jersey, right? I mean, because you have you have the you have DJ Wagner who's like the number one player in the junior class mm-hmm. who, who who Coach Calipari went to to recruit. The, the day after he lost to St. Peter's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, DJ played at Rutgers in the championship game. Right. So, so if, if if Shaheen can come to Seton Hall, I just think that Seton Hall gives him a, a bigger a bigger chance to make an impact than St. Yeah. Peter's. I mean, I have nothing against St. Peter's. You know, it's, it's still a Jersey school, so I'm going to support them. But at Seton Hall, his alma mater, he can he can be the the catalyst to do what he wanted to do when he chose Seton Hall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, so, I know you're that, sold that, that, on that, 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 that be... on the Seton Hall. I could see that. I just think that they're going to come hard after him, and, and I I don't know if he's going to turn them down, being that that's his alma mater. That, that mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't his alma mater, then I think, you know, St. Peter's would have a better chance, but being yeah. that Seton Hall is his alma mater, and, and it, it just it, it, it seems like it, it, everything lined up for for them for them to have a coaching opening right now. It looks yeah. like it's just you know tailor made for him. See, I I don't know Teddy because I'm torn. I'm kind of like you know Mike Jones that song he said back then y'all didn't want me now I'm hot y'all all want me. I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like. I want Shaheen to go and remain with the place that was most loyal and believed in him. And because the place of the, you know, Kyle is on the same mindset with you. Kyle said it's all about business and it's all about looking out for you and making the best platform and making the best for your, for you and your life and the best decision that's going to be best for you and your family and, you know, putting him on a certain level. But I believe this is me believing that I believe that he can do it with St. Peter's and put them on a map and make them the next Seton Hall team. Like, make them the next, um, because they look like the way they're going, 
and the way they're doing if those recruits still keep coming in he might have people from other parts of the country georgia you know all those players coming to st peter's and putting them on the map even bigger and then st peter's will be the next Rutgers or the next um you know when it comes to basketball and football it might trickle down to the football department and who, who knows we might be hearing about st peter's football instead of just Rutgers and you know Seton Hall for basketball I I, I can't I can't argue I mean I, I can't really argue with, with your point I, I I actually agree with you but like I said um, <laughs> he, 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 he was he, he, he was he was the Seton Hall assistant coach from 2010 until he until he got the St. Peter's head coaching job yeah. so now now that Seton Hall opened up I mean it's, I just think that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna do it. Well, then, if that's the case, then Iona might come looking for him because he was the assistant coach at Iona, right? Right, right, right. right, right but they have Rick Pitino, so no, they're not gonna come looking for him. Yeah, they might. They might say, you know what? But 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 but, but, <laughs> but they still have a, they still have their coach. Seton Hall doesn't have a coach. That's why I'm saying that. You know, this is made for him. All the disloyalty out there there is. These people are so disloyal and cutthroat. They'll <laughs> love you today and then tomorrow. It's like when you're winning, everybody's loving you. When you lose, everybody's ready to fire you. <laughs> so look at Calipari. He only won one title from 2012. I believe that was with Anthony Davis. And all right. this money they've given him. He had like John Wald, Cousins. You know, Boogie Cousins. He had all these talented players, and he never got past that one title. He never got the job done. And I never, this is me personally, I was never sold on him as being one of the top, top coaches. I just felt that he always had the talent, which spoke for itself, and the ability to recruit and with the one and done, which him and Duke kind of participated in. But now, I believe in that Shaheen... Because, you know, even if Shaheen doesn't win in this round, just to make it to the Sweet 16 speaks volumes. And I think that the way we'll see it, if we won't look at it as a failure if he loses. You know, it's going to be still looked at as you did something remarkable. You took this small school, put them on a the map. And I think he's going to be looked at as a very good big-time coach. And I'm looking at him. I don't know. Let's do a prediction for that. Is he staying or is he leaving? And um, my prediction is that he's going to remain with St. Peter's because the athletics director is from Seton Hall who goes back with him during the Seton Hall times when Shaheen played. And I think that them having that personal relationship and him bringing him there I believe he's going to remain at St. Peter's and then the players, too, that love him and he loves them. I don't think he's going to leave the program. So my prediction is that he's going to stay with St. Peter's. And your prediction, <laughs> I know it's going to be Seton Hall. Yeah, what's your yeah, prediction? Yeah, my, 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 my prediction is that Shaheen is going to, you know, you know, be thankful to St. Peter's, but he's going to move on to the Big East and his alma mater, Seton Hall. Wow. Wow, that's something interesting, and I'm 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 interested in that. But you know, now let's say if 
if he, you know, by some small chance, I'm right, because I do kind of think your prediction is probably going to come true. But by some, I think mine is I'm thinking more with the heart and emotions. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, and if he does stay, I just hope that they, they kind of, this is what I wish that schools would do more. When people jump on bandwagons, it's always, even in life, they tend to move the small people out of the way. And I'm hoping that the school does something where they honor the people who were the dedicated loyal fans when they were pretty much the, the unknowns and nobody really cared and the gym was small. I'm hoping that they look at those season ticket holders and the students and don't push them out of the way. Because when you become bigger and you become more, you you know, you get a bigger gym, prices go up. Kind of treat them with, with some kind of level of respect and appreciation. And keep them as the loyal fans and don't go up on prices. And give them, you know, the reservation spot so that they don't have to fight to get into the gym or fight to get tickets. Because people tend to do that. They move you out of the way when you become bigger. And then you forget about the little people who supported you when you wasn't anything or when you had nothing. Right, right. I can I can tell you you have you have a great heart. You have a great heart, and definitely, if if more people had the heart like you, then the world would be a better place. Now, like I agree with with your assessment with St. Peter that they shouldn't, you know, leave the, you know, kick the little person to the curb mm-hmm. and try to, you know, go bigger. Um, I, I definitely agree with that because you want to, you want to, you know, try to show some loyalty to people who were loyal to you. You right. know what I mean? Like, 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 like really, it's all loyalty and character mm-hmm. that that's really important. Right. So I, 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 I agree with that. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I wish, I really, I really wish that Sea Hall's opening, the job opening wasn't there for, for Shaheen to make a choice, but, mm-hmm. um, he, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna eventually have to make a choice, but hopefully he won't have to make a choice for another 10 days, you right. know, at St. Peter's, you know, hopefully, you know, stays in the tournament. Right, because your mind is one place. And then you're 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 trying to stay grounded and focus on this, but then you're also the outside interference. It's like wow, and I think sometimes when the what like they won't share the details right away, but when I think if a person's salary can go from, it's not always about the money, but let's be honest, they know that money makes it moves and is powerful. So when you go from two hundred sixty-six thousand dollars a year to a prominently bigger program like you said this is the big east and someone is saying like 2.5 million or 4.5 million it's like that is so it's almost like a level of somebody respecting who you are and what your craft is and it's kind of like it, it may be that 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 thing that you needed that what is that called when somebody gives you the appreciation the validation you know, that you might have been looking for as what your craft is. Like, I am now validated as a good coach. You know, I'm up here in the ranks. You know, I think when he did press conferences, some people for the first time might have seen him. Or, you know, was that the first big press conference he did, you know? So right, it's amazing. Right, right, because, because, because he's, he, it seems like he's been, he's definitely um, 
turned out to be the, the coaching star of, of this tournament, you know what I mean? Which yeah. which is great, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy for the exposure for you know from for him because he's been you know he's been grinding as, as an assistant since 2007. So you know, 15 years, you know, you nice. know, 11 years being an assistant, and then you know, this is his fifth year as head coach of St. Peter's. So mm-hmm. now, you know. It might be time for the big, big time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just, I mean, March Madness is amazing. That's why I love it. It just seemed like this this year, it was something about it that just seemed different. It just, you know, it just was exciting. It's like, it's fun when you don't know which team is going to win. It's like, it's a difference when we can pretty much predict Remember the years where the final four was always the number one or number two seeds? Things change now. It's like you got all these different numbers. Ten, number sixteen, I mean number ten, number this, number four, number one, number two. Like it's not all you got it's all spread it over the place. You know, number ten seed when we usually know like the, the final four is gonna be the number one and the number two seeds or the you know four number one seeds making it now it just seems like it's exciting you see the upsets like you said there were some upsets and you you know i don't know if the listeners know you know about you and north carolina about that being your team and um yeah, you want to explain to the listeners what that mean what north carolina means to you oh yeah um, I've, I've been a north carolina fan I think this will be the 40th year. Um, yeah. I became a North Carolina. I became a North Carolina fan back in 1982 mm-hmm. when all, all of all of the people I knew were were big Georgetown Hoyer fans. So mm-hmm. North Carolina played Georgetown in the championship, and um, once Mike, Michael Jordan hit that, sh- um, and and North Carolina beat the. I, I believe Georgetown was the favorite. I mean, they were both great teams. Right. But once North Carolina won, I um I pretty much, you know, adopted them as my team. Uh-huh. I adopted them as my team because it seems like everybody liked Georgetown, and I was kind of uh, against the green person. So I went with North Carolina. And I went with, I was a Syracuse fan for, you know, my entire, you know, once I started following college basketball, but I did like North Carolina. You know, I was kind of, you know, looking at them with the JRE days. And then they had um, um, Stackhouse, Jerry Stackhouse. You yeah, know, doing Stackhouse Wallace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I liked North Carolina, but I just wasn't, they weren't my favorite. I disliked Duke. So I used to love the rival with the North Carolina and Duke. And I just loved seeing North Carolina beat Duke. I wanted anybody to beat Duke. It didn't matter. I just didn't care for Duke too much, but I'm seeing them, like you said, in this tournament. They're looking pretty good, and that's what another thing about March Madness. It's like you can start off, and you can go on the decline near the end of your regular season, but it's all about when you what you do in this tournament, and they look tournament ready. Like, they look like they ready. Like, they, are, they have been going upward. I haven't seen them going being less motivated but I did see commentators saying that since North Carolina got that win and the championship for the division championship against Duke 
Um, was that is that the ACC or the Pac-12? Which one is it? Because I'm not good with the division. It, 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 was, it was the ACC, and, okay. and, and the game that the, the game that you're talking about was was Coach K's final home game, right. where where North Carolina, North Carolina came into Cameron and pretty much spoiled Coach K's home game, mm-hmm. um, which which was just oh man, it, it was, was, it was actually the, the thrill. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was it was the thrill of my season actually because okay. North Carolina they haven't been they haven't been great great this season, but mm-hmm. but that that was a great win and I think that definitely propelled them, you know, to the NCAA tournament. So hopefully we can um, keep it rolling tonight when we play UCLA, who, who, who's who's the favorite, but I yeah, definitely think the North Carolina can take that they can beat them. Well, some of the commentators were saying that um, North Carolina actually. They feel that since they got that win on Duke, that they've seen them being less motivated. But I didn't see that because I saw a North Carolina team against Baylor that was fighting and was being cheated. I mean, I'm going to be honest. They were getting cheated and they were fighting until the end and they played their hearts out. So I don't see it that way. I just see a team that maybe... For me, because I'm not a big North Carolina fan, but I don't see them, what the commentators are saying, that they seem less motivated. I just think that you can't help the teams that you're paired against in the tournament. Some of them may make you look like you're not as good as you are. It depends on who you're matched up with. The matchups can be, it could either expose you or it can make you look better or it could be challenging. So I just think North Carolina matchups have been challenging. I don't think they're less motivated. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would agree. Um, Baylor, Baylor was a they were they were a really tough team. Actually, they were the defending champions. So, right. so beating them was a real a real big accomplishment, especially after you know um, Brady Manning was ejected and right. Baylor came back from from down twenty five points. And, mm-hmm. and once once the game went to overtime, me being a North Carolina fan, I I, I thought that we were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. I thought that Baylor had all the momentum. But North Carolina, they really showed some 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 real toughness and, mm-hmm. and pulled it out. So hopefully, you know that you know that experience that they had on Saturday will, will help them, you know, go further along in the tournament and believe in themselves. Yep. Like if I can be exactly. Baylor, the returning champions, I can beat anybody. Just like St. Peter's motivation is going to be Kentucky. We knocked off the right. two seed Kentucky. If we can beat Kentucky, we can beat anybody. So, but I'm going to wrap up this segment and I'm going to leave you with the final words, Teddy, to tell the listeners anything you would like about this, you know, March Madness and one shining moment and all that. Because I enjoy March Madness and I'm so honored to do this segment with you. It's such an honor because you, you know, your sports and you, you actually give me motivation. Even when I talk about it, I'm excited and I can't wait till the final four and the championship. So I'm gonna leave you with the final word. Oh, March Madness has, has definitely been it has been um has been March Madness. Um, mm-hmm. so you know with the past two years of COVID kind of you know wiping out March Madness and all the excitement, I think that this this year really brought back the excitement. And you know the, the teams are they're hungry. Um, the, the underdogs are motivated. The, the coaching is, is sharp. The officiating hasn't been great. You know, uh, the officiating can definitely 
need, um, needs improvement. But, you know, the, the kids, they're, they're playing their hearts out. They're leaving it all on the floor. And they're just, um, they're just going for it. So we, we hope that the next, you know, the next few um, games leading to the championship will be just as, as exciting as the previous games have been. And it's always an honor and pleasure you know, to come on with sugar-coated with Caller, because like I, um, if, the, if the audience doesn't know, I, I've watched you since high school, and you were a great basketball player, and, and you've always had that 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 great heart and that determination Aww. and the motivation to, to, to be the best. So thank I just want to, um, you know, I just want to thank you for, you know, inviting me on sugar-coated with Caller, and I look forward to the next time. Oh, thank you so much, Teddy. And as I told Pam, I'll pay you later for that good um, analysis of me. <laughs> but thank you so much. That was so nice of you. And I appreciate that. And before we um, go and before we leave, did you did give me the, because I've been running my mouth so much, I was so excited about the March Madness. Did you give, you did give your um, championship team, right? Did you, you gave I, I, just, I just gave the final four. Yeah, who's your championship I, 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 team? I, 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 I think you did that oh, on man, purpose. I, you tried to get off the hook. You did the final four, I, but we getting your. We want your tournament. Who's gonna play in the championship game, and who's gonna win, and what the score gonna be? What is the score gonna be? It's it's really funny that if if Duke if Duke makes the final four and North Carolina makes the final four, then they will have to play each other. Mm-hmm. Once again, um, um, and then I had Villanova and Kansas. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stray against my team. I'm gonna take North Carolina to, to beat Duke okay. once again in the Final Four, and then I'm going to take Villanova over Kansas, and then I'm going to pick my Tar Heels to repay Villanova for that um, devastating last second loss that they gave us in the 2017 championship. Okay. So I'm going to pick the Tar Heels to win it all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be it would be an amazing story. So I'm going to yeah, I'm going to go with my Tar Heels, the number 18 okay. to cut down the nets. All right, so I got you on record. You said the Tar Heels cutting down the net. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that your your dream comes true. <laughs> I don't mean to call it a dream, but because I do see North Carolina can pull it off. You know, there's a lot of competition out there. But I um I do hope, you know, let's ha- all hope that Teddy gets his wish for the North Carolina to be cutting those nets down. And we shall see. So it, it was a pleasure talking to you, Teddy. And thank you, listeners for joining in for another episode of Sugar Coated with Carla for Sports Talk Wednesdays. And thank you, listeners, and thank you again, Teddy. And with that being said, we're out.